welcome back to your favorite podcast, Gab with Gwen. This is your girl, Gwen, and we have our MVP, Mr. Ismail Abdusalam, social distancing recording with me today. Hello. Absolutely. How are you doing? All right. All right. And today is Sunday, November 1st, folks. Um, and I'm going to try to edit this and get this out before the election because I've been really bad the last <laughs> couple of weeks. I've been busy and honestly not in the mood, but I'm trying to do it, uh, get back on the ball. But I, I thought it was very apropos before the election to have a conversation about some of the flurry over the last few weeks when it comes to the Black community and black male rappers expressing mm. support of 45 aka y'all president donald trump <laughs> yeah it's been a mess um and it seems like it's been one after after another and it makes me kind of wonder if we're going to get another surprise before tuesday you know another person coming out because it seems like people are getting more and more comfortable you know vocalizing that support Okay, so look, y'all, we started, we, Ismail and I talked for like a couple minutes before we started recording, and he could tell I ain't in the mood, because like, I <laughs> know I need to talk about this, but I have to say I am just have a lot of frustration with American people in general right now, and I hate to see my people get duped, and I've just had so many episodes this year about not listening to celebrities, being very careful about who you think is a leader, right? And be able to critically think for yourself. And it is, for me, a tragedy. And I've seen a clip floating around social media of the late, great Malcolm X talking about this, that in the Black community, you have entertainers who are the leaders. What other community has that? And that is an oxymoron. They're not. You're an entertainment, you're an entertainer, you're there for show, and you can be bought because you're a brand that you're trying to sell. So our community has been duped into thinking that these entertainers who have no qualifications and honestly are not even in the same social class or bracket or don't have your needs in mind, but you think that these people are your saviors or they are knowledgeable or whatever you think they are, you should follow them because you've seen them go quote unquote from having nothing to something. And because you see them have this monetary peak, you value them and think that they are on your side, which is not the case. And it's like this brainwashing that happens all the time. And because we have this fucked up society in America in general, where people with money and people and celebrities are idealized, it is, it's just, the masses are so dumb, you know? Like, people used to say that religion's the opiate of the masses. Well, I think entertainment is the opiate of the masses. So I just feel, like, very honestly disillusioned. Regardless of whatever happens, like, it's not going to be a landslide, whoever wins, right? So the fact that people are influenced to vote on Tuesday or, you know, influenced to vocalize dumb shit because they're listening to someone who's bought their soul to to be in the spotlight, it doesn't sit well with me. I completely understand. I like what you mentioned about religion because celebrity culture, that's pretty much American religion at this point. You know, people 
And with hip-hop in particular, you know, we all know the roots of hip-hop. We always talked about, oh, it's the voice of the people, blah, blah, blah. To me, it hasn't been that for about at least, I would say, about 30 years. It's a mm-hmm. completely entrepreneurial capitalist venture at mm-hmm. this point. Exactly. And one of the main poles of it, and I know Jay-Z's talked about this before when you talk about what's what's the big kind of pull of your, your brand and everything. He's like, well, you know, I talk about all these you know, money and things like that, because I wanted to be an aspirational, that's the word that he used, you know, picture for people to strive towards. And it's kind of like, like you mentioned, he had to be, you know, he's on the short list of probably one of the greatest rappers ever. That's what got him to the point where he's at now. You know, most people, most of us are not going to be in that tax bracket and that experience whatsoever. And the sobering thing that people don't want to think about is that when you look at people like Donald Trump, any type of conservatives on that level, they have more in common with the Jay-Z than they do with us. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't care if you're making $100,000. I don't care if you're making $500,000. If you're making $500,000 and below, these people have nothing to do with you. I'm sorry. If you think... Absolutely nothing. <laughs> they have nothing to do with you. You don't have a similar experience. So if you're making 50000 or 500000 you're still... Honestly, working class, middle class in America. And that seems like, oh, a wide range. Oh, if you're 500000 if you're working a nine-to-five, it doesn't matter. Even if you're an entrepreneur, you're making $500,000. You're still not in the same bracket as people who are making seven figures who are millionaires. It's a whole other ball game. The tax right. structure, everything, their whole life is very different from you. And so the crabs in the barrel at the bottom are so busy fighting amongst each other. And for some reason, you know, these aspirations to be a millionaire surpass the reality that very few people are going to make that. No matter how many you see who come out and they're touted for marketing purposes in front of the masses, like, yeah, I was, you know, I came from nothing, I did this. How many niggas y'all know want to be rappers? I'm sure you know a lot of people locally who want to be a rapper and never was shit. You know a lot of people who want to be athletes and they in the Piggly Wiggly working. Come on. Like, you see it every day. How often do you see that? Very few people get that opportunity. Very few people, you know, just statistically, it's just not going to happen. So why are we so blind? And I guess it blinded by hope. But, you know, my grandmother always said, you know, hang your hat where you can reach. Right. And that doesn't mean that you don't have dreams. Right. But it's also be realistic about certain things. Right. And, mm-hmm. and be realistic about your situation where you can really go like, you know, we, we got to also be sobering about like, hey, I want to achieve. I want to do better. Right. But like, what does that look like? Um, are you going to be a 40 year old who never get put on? Are you going to suddenly become a millionaire? <laughs> you're not. You're not. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be. You know, you're not going to bag some rapper if you're, you know, a 40 year old, you know, Instagram thought 30 year old Instagram thought. No, you're not. And I'm and I'm so like hang your hat where you can reach like make goals that are stretch right but attainable mm-hmm. but feasible and no one's telling you not that you can't have dreams but statistically it's just everybody look everybody ain't going to win the race right if you're doing a marathon everybody don't win there's just one winner you know what I'm saying it's just that's just how yeah. it goes and everyone is not going to be a billionaire or a millionaire it's just not what it is so. Hang your hat where you can reach. I'm giving y'all Jamaican-ass fucking sayings right now, okay? Where you can be do what's within your realm and your, your influence. Like, be 
cognizant of who you are and where you in, in what your real situation is. And because you know that, you should also know that, look, these millionaires, we're not the same. Like, it's not the same. You just don't have the same life or anything. But for some reason, this aspiration, these rose-colored glasses are making you ignorant as fuck. And that's where that, that whole American exceptionalism comes in. You know, all of us can make it if we just work hard. The sobering thing, like you said, that people don't want to accept is that there are thousands, millions of people out there. You work as hard as you can, and there's still a ceiling that you're not going to be able to attain. There's exactly. only a few people by design that get through. And then the funny thing is those few people that get through, they flip, their mindset flips, and they look at everybody else, well, you just didn't work hard. Mm-hmm. That's why you didn't. That's why you didn't get to where I'm at. When mm-hmm. it's the entire system is designed to make sure only a few people get through. But, you know, these black, you know, millionaires and billionaires, that's what they think. They just worked hard. No one else works hard. Everyone else is lazy. And just like you said earlier, the majority of those people wouldn't even be in the same room with you. Exactly. That you're aspiring to be like. You know, they don't care anything about you. Like you said, you're, they are looking at you as a product. You know, they, everything that they put on Instagram, Twitter, their social media, everything is designed just to get your money. Yes. That's all they want from you. They are not your friends. That's it. They just want to get money. So if that means appearing likable and posting things that are whimsical or funny, yeah, because that's more hits and that's going to get them more ad sales. Like, you know, that's going to get them more um, advertising. That's what they're here for. It's just business. But you somehow mistake the brand, which is crafted and curated for Mm -hmm. being the reality. And this is why we have stands, right? People are dedicating their life, worshiping celebrities, every single word, you know, falling on their every single word. And this is what they live by. And you guys tattoo their shit, their faces and their words on your bodies. I mean, come on. They will fight you and argue with you all day. You say something wrong about one of their uh, idols. About someone who doesn't know you, who only wants to take your little nigga pennies to put into their their bucket their bucket of millions. It's like you guys don't get it, and I think maybe sometimes it's a lack of proximity. Like you, you just assume you you watch these fairy tales, and you know this is what's going to be, and they're there and they're really different. But it's it's not. It's a whole bubble. It's a real bubble when you have access to wealth honestly and so they are further cut and further away from reality when you actually get into that situation whether it be through an entertainer right where um or sports where you have all these people who are you know trying to get stuff from you so stroking your ego etc um but even people who are like very wealthy executive ceo c-suite people same thing they're very out of touch with reality Okay, and I've had more exposure to those people. And let me tell you, it's constantly I have always said I feel almost bad for them because they think that oh, I've made it. So my judgment is right and sound because I've made it here. But they don't realize everyone around them is trying to ingratiate themselves to them. And so you really are never getting the truth. Right. They're never getting the truth. They're not getting the reality because they wield that power. They have that money. It's a bunch of yes people around them. And I've always been like, I've always said this. And I, like I said, I've had proximity, close proximity. But I'm like, whoo, so y'all can't look. I, I'll never be that because I'm too real. And I'm like, mm, 
I can see all through all this bullshit, but they believe the lies because they're like, oh, I've made it this far. It's because of my great judgment. It's because I'm so successful. I know better, not really like realizing that you're so out of touch because you can't be you can't be in touch because no one's going to even give you the truth. No one's going to give you the reality because everyone's ingratiating themselves and kissing your ass uh, because that's what you have to do to be close to the sun. That's what it is. Yep, and that will have you thinking after having no political experience your entire life that you can craft a black agenda for the entire black population in this country and then exactly. wonder why, you know, you, people are not wanting to meet with you one-on-one and why, you know, they're not looking at your judgment as completely sound. All ego. Yeah, it's all ego. And that's why you, unfortunately, the president has been set by the, okay, so the president has been set by this president who was a reality TV show protagonist now becoming the actual, you know, leader of the quote unquote free world. So that is now also set a horrible precedent because people are like, see, I told you just be a YouTube star. You could be president. Like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, no. And that's where that inspiration comes from. Cause now, like you said, Kanye and all of them was like, yeah, he can do it. I can do it. I know what the people need. (sighs) So let's talk, we've, we've talked around it. We haven't even said who did what. Oh, true. <laughs> so let's start with the one who's, I think, been the most in the news, Ice Cube. And this is someone that I've spoken to before in depth, you know, had interviews for, you know, with, with um, his projects and everything. Very smart man about his business. But even this threw me for a loop. I did not see this coming. And he was someone that I really tried to give the benefit of the doubt but as more and more information came out, I was just like, this is all about your ego. This is not about empowering anyone. You know, at every single stage, you've made a complete misstep. This was all about you just trying to, uh, I still don't even know really what your um, entire goal was, even starting this this late in the game. But everything has been a detriment to this point. I know. And so, and listen, people have been vehemently defending him. Because I did try to do some research before this, but I realized mm-hmm. for me, it's really hard for me to watch videos with people talking because it pisses me off. I am much better at reading. <laughs> like, I can read an article and not get inflamed. <laughs> but when I see people gotcha. talking shit, I'm like, oh, I can't. Like, I just want to break the screen. So I couldn't watch the words out of his mouth. So I had to read because um, I just was like, I can't even stomach looking at your face. Say this stupid shit. And... Sorry. It's, I just told you, I'm just like, ugh. Like, I, this I is an understand. important conversation, but it's also pisses me off, like, so much. So, he, so, let's break down a few things. Um, okay. He now has said that he's been in contact with both parties, right, both right. presidential mm-hmm. campaigns about a, pro- a proposal he's created called right. the contract with Black America. And to his credit, we'll say he did say that he got help. He hasn't detailed all the help that he got, but he said he got help from somewhere to get all this together. I still haven't gotten that list of um, who helped him put it all together. But Well, he said know, he, he talked to some help. people from Eidos. Which oh well I don't I don't really count that but um yeah I heard that too <laughs> I was I like met, like some officially policy niggas and all that that's what I was waiting to hear not them he said he got from Ados I said oh 
Well, you started on a great foot here, too. Okay. Okay. All right. We're okay. We're getting a bunch of Twitter niggas. Cool. Okay. And I'm like, well, how are you crafting a contract with Black America? You went into the industry and became like famous when you were like a teenager and became a. I, I don't even understand this. You were right. so out of touch for, for 30 years. But you now think that you could create a proposal. But okay, okay, all right. Sure, sir. That's what it is. And after getting praised, this all came out, honestly. He didn't really actually say it. It was actually Trump's campaign. This is why you got to be careful who you get in bed with. It was the way this even happened. He didn't come all out and say anything. He was forced to because it was a Trump advisor, I think a campaign advisor, who tweeted that, oh, she's so glad he's working with the with them on the quote-unquote platinum plan for African-Americans. Mm-hmm. So first of all, you should have been offended that the plan that's coming out of their party is called the platinum plan. <laughs> you should have been offended by the name, number one. Like, what type of coonery is that? You know, black people need a shiny platinum, you know, like record. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, that's inappropriate. That That's clue one. The plan, the name is fucked up. So, okay. Right? And and, and it's created by... So, again, you can even see it's going left. Just from the name. I just want to put that out there. The name alone lets you know it's going left. That I was like, let me look a little closer. Because why would a plan that's supposed to allegedly achieve racial and economic justice and close the wealth gap and do all these things be called the Platinum Plan? That just sounds like coonery to me. But anyway, I'm sorry, it just does. Something simple as that. I was like, okay, you're not seeing all the clues, sir? Okay. Right. And because that came out, everyone was like, eh, skirt, skirt, wait, what, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> like, what, what, what's going on? So he had to come out and defend himself. And in this whole defense is where it, the water has gotten muddy and it's, it's just been an ugly situation. And he's like, look, you know, he's defending himself. That's all you really heard. Like, he's working with the Trump administration, you know, because they want to increase capital in black America by $500 billion. And, um, you know, it's it's also weird because people also pulled up receipts, which are old tweets from Ice Cube saying that he would never fuck with Trump. Okay? Sure. So here you are rapping, uh, you know, a couple years ago about, I guess, the White House being like a trap house. He's talking mad shit. But on the other hand, you secretly were working in the background with Trump, right? And then what came out even worse is that at first he tried to make it seem like, oh, the Democratic Party wasn't interested in talking to him. And that's why he went with Trump. You know, they took his call first. But what came out was like, no, that's not what happened. They said, let's talk after the election, like see where we land, which I think is a fair thing they're running a campaign you're a fucking rapper dude okay all right and when they did invite him to a zoom call it was uh senator harris and i think some other black entertainers he didn't want to go he said he didn't think it was going to be effective why because you weren't the star because it wasn't just you so it's so much ego bullshit going in in this and it's all like backhanded like you're working with them in the background pretending that you don't support him although you are in the background with this bullshit ass thing that he allegedly is doing and you with your brain power behind it which is no brains behind it and then 
flip-flapping about, you know, well, I'm not, he's still saying, I didn't say I defended Trump. I didn't say that I'm, that I'm, I'm, I'm supporting Trump. Right. And the biggest problem, or one of the biggest problems I had, this whole idea that if you don't get all these concessions, or all your demands met before the election, then it's all invalid. If we've learned anything from Obama, part of the reasons why he has so many problems getting stuff accomplished is because he didn't have the Senate and the House. Exactly. So you still have a lot of leverage after the election for them to work with you because they need to keep those seats if they get them this time around to make sure they can get effective policy in place. So you still have a lot of leverage after the election. And there's no way that you can think you're going to get all these guarantees a couple weeks before an election. So Nothing's going to afterwards. happen with right. you, Ice Cube. Okay, you're listen to your name, Ice Cube. No one is. They don't care. You are a exactly. pawn for publicity because you have a certain amount of followers, and that's it, right? It's a marketing game, a marketing ploy. But anything that you think you put in in your little platinum plan and your little contract, no one's paying attention to that because they're just trying to get to November third and get to November third. They're not exercising anything else. Have people gotten more than twelve hundred dollars in this what eight months of the pandemic? Nothing. <laughs> but you think they're going to do something because of your little rapid demands? <sighs> You know, this is what happens when you haven't been involved in politics. Because you remember in the 90s, he was involved with the uh, Nation of Islam for a little while. And one of the main things about the Nation of Islam is that they're very hands-off when it comes to the political process. You know, that was the whole reason Malcolm fell out with them when he said those comments about Kennedy. And then even now, they're not really able to get any type of political hold because they got the anti-Semitism tag on them. Right. So they're really just on the fringes. So he's never had any experience with the political process whatsoever. And you see how you see that and how clumsy he's handled everything. Like he has no type of awareness about how the political process works. But then and his PR why. people don't have it either. Like this I mean, a quick Google I mean, who do they not know government is defined by bureaucracy? I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't. You think they're that stupid though? You think he's that stupid? I think so. They can say anything. If you've had no experience with this, and I know it's hard to believe because he's a grown man, he's older than us, but if you've had like zero experience in that field, this is what happens. You know, you're right. You know why? Because you didn't go to school, you haven't worked a, a regular job, and you're in a position where, like I just said, everyone's kowtowing to you, everyone's trying to ingratiate them, themselves to you. He himself is just not accustomed with, accustomed to the day-to-day -day life of bureaucracy. He's just not accustomed to it. He's just not, let alone in the government. So him thinking that, oh, I had a meeting, like it's with the record label or if it's like with Netflix, like it's not the same or whatever. I'm, like, I'm just disgusted. I'm like, why? Yeah, you're just too disconnected. You're just too disconnected that you don't understand. Like all of this is just theater. This is all political theater. All this meeting with you and taking your... Th no, 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 no. No one cares about what your little thing you put together, right? And you are just going to be used as a pawn, which is why they tweeted it, okay? Mm -hmm. Clearly without you knowing, because you couldn't even get ahead of it. And you were in exactly. a position to defend yourself. And at that point, you should have been able to realize, like, okay, I'm being used. And then you could have put it out there like, I had the best intentions, but I realize now that the Republican Party had no intentions of working with me in good faith. 
that way they got the people back on your side. But like you said, all ego, having no self-awareness, having been in Hollywood for decades now, you don't have that same train of thought. It's like, oh, you're attacking me when I know I'm right. And that's what this has been the last couple of weeks. Or we don't know what else was discussed, right? We're only talking about, you know, Platinum Club plan and his <laughs> contract. But we don't know what kind of hand washing was going on, you know. So he might sure. be taking this because there are some concessions or something outside of this that have been made with 45's crew and him. And so he's eating this. So, yeah, even though to me it's like, okay, if these were your friends and they were really doing this, you know, in a collegiate fashion, well, they just kind of threw you under the bus and you're here defending yourself. But unless there are other things that have been exchanged in advance, so that's why he's eating it, which I think, for me, is what I think has happened. Well, you know, there is speculation about that because one of the um, the big three, you know, his uh, basketball league, mm-hmm. one of his partners apparently has some type of affiliation or business partnership with um, Steve Bannon. Yes, so, I saw people saying that, yes. Yeah, so there's ties there, definitely. And that might have been why he was able to even get an opening on the Republican side. Exactly. To have this type of discussion in the first place. Exactly. Because like I said, it's too shaky. It's too much potential problems in there for us to trust anything that you said about Yeah. It. So this isn't anything that's benevolent, and I care about black people. There's clearly a backhanded deal going on, and you're one of the blacks who support Trump, who've been put out. <laughs> To show that blacks support Trump, okay? And although they cracked egg on your face in public, you digging your heels in because obviously there's something bigger going on in the background that warrants this, you know, attention. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you get negative news cycles for a short period of time and then it moves on to something else, right? right? So, yeah, you take a little bit of egg on the face, you know, fine, blah, 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 but... The followers who are diehard for you and look at you again. He must know what he's doing because he's a millionaire. Let me follow him because Trump's a millionaire, so I'm going to do what they do. Okay, well, let's talk about the dynamics of capitalism. Everybody, if he's a millionaire, everybody can't be one. In order for him to do that, he has to exploit resources to get there. Okay. Exactly. So everyone can't be that because that's not how it works, right? You guys always, everyone gets upset about like CEO compensation, executive compensation. Why do they, that, that's how it works. Yeah. All the minions are doing all the work and y'all getting your little middle class and working class little, you know, wage. But at the top is where the wealth is, right? Although they're not doing, you're like, well, they're not doing the grind of the work. Capitalism, baby. That's how it works. Right. So and whatever little. to be exploited. Yeah, you have to be exploited. And so whatever plan he's putting together, him and Trump, you know, you're just having capitalists make up, you know, throw some little pennies at you. And you think that they're trying to throw a rope at you to pull you up. And that's not how it works. They're just throwing pennies down in the little lake for you to keep looking down at the pennies and not pay attention to what's going on around you and above you. So it's, it's just absurd, right? But... He's sticking to his guns, Ice Cube, and he's saying the Democratic Party didn't have anything, which is not true because there's longstanding, they've already had um, policies and things in effect. But, you know, whatever. This is all a game, right? This is all a game. So when we're saying that he's been manipulated by Trump, no, it's not. He's getting something out of it. We just don't know what it is. I just want to be real clear about that. This ain't somebody who's going to be a sacrificial lamb and get dragged for no reason. Exactly. 
And then if you look how this whole year has gone, celebrities have been hit very, very hard as far as their income sources go. So this puts them even in more of a position to do something compromising like this, as long as they get a benefit out of it. I agree. Although, I, I'm, I'm going to reserve a comment about that when we get to Lil Wayne, because I have thoughts, I have oh. some additional thoughts. But it's crazy for you to come from... You know, I, there were some funny tweets at the time when it came out. They're like, he's going to go from <laughs> fuck the police to hug the police. Just, it, it was, um, it was just funny. But coming from. Yeah, where he started, Jerry Curl Cube, NWA. Mm-hmm. America's Most Wanted was his first solo album. And the America was replaced with KKK in the title. Mm-hmm. It's totally different now, right? Mm-hmm. Couple couple decades of capitalism will change your mindset. Ooh, High baby. end capitalism. Ooh, of course, because he was a little kid going into that, right? So you exactly. go in as a little kid with your ideals, right? But your pockets get fat. You get in that bubble. Well, why couldn't you do what I did? Just do it like me, and you can be like me. What? Well, that's a dream. You know, that's not how it works. I know, like you, like with me and you, you've probably been around a lot of black conservatives. And one of the things you hear all the time is, as long as we we're able to get money, they'll respect us. This was almost kind of implied with a lot of their actions. So a lot of times they just think, once I have that money, then I'll have that freedom and I'll have that respect. They'll look at me as equal. Oh, is that okay? I've never heard anyone say that. But if that's the case, <laughs> that's the. Well, they don't say it directly. It's just by their actions, is what they kind of imply. It's like once we get to a certain financial level, we're just not going to have any problems anymore. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, I do think people assume that money solves the issues. And I think people assume that money is an equalizer. And yeah. it's an equalizer with a lot of caveats, to be honest. A lot of caveats. It's not straightforward. So I know a lot of people think, oh, green is equalizer. Gets you. No, it's not. You know, it's, it's not. Um, there are definitely caveats to that. That's the case. So... It was, to say, disappointing. It's just, you know, and listen, let him say what he has to say. He's just in this billionaire, millionaire bubble doing what they do. You know, capitalism reigns. I get that. You're going to do what you got to do to get your bag because you sold into that. And that is your life. More of his life has been in that than out of it. Right. Yeah. And we're talking about coming from the streets. If you're by the time you're 18 and you're making all this money and I is like a 50 year old man, then the majority of his life, he's not been poor. <laughs> majority of his life, he hasn't been. And it's been his formative years where, you know, when he's like really grown into the human being he is. So don't get caught up with the nostalgia of like, oh, well, when he can't, he started off. Yeah, it was the 80s, nigga. Come on. That was the 80s. There's a lot of shit has changed since the 80s. Ago. Yeah, a lot of shit has changed since the 80s. And so that was representative of a moment in time. He's experienced at a moment in time. But to your point, rap hasn't been about the voice of the people for honestly 30 years, since like 1990. So, you know, as soon as it got discovered as an opportunity to be a capitalist venture and it wasn't just something local to the community, um, then that's what it became. So, yeah, it just... It's just weird, and it's sad. And the worst part is so many people defending him, though. (laughs) The worst is so many black people defending him. What's wrong? They're going to help the black community. A big part of that is just not being able to accept that, you know, he's not one of us anymore. Or not even being able to accept that, period. 
and that's where it comes in. And some of it is just gender affiliation too. You know, he in his heyday was kind of a seen as a, an example of a quote-unquote strong black man. Mm. So to even think of him renouncing everything that he used to talk about for a good chunk of his career, people just having a hard time accepting that. I think it'd be the same type of issue. I'm trying to think of an equivalent of him on the woman's side. Um, has been in entertainment like that, was able to cross over. only person I can Queen think that's kind of close would be Queen Latifah. Yeah, and Queen I think Latifah. if this situation were like it had came out with her, I think it'd be the same thing, just be reversed with more women trying to defend her and trying to come up with a way to rationalize why she would do something like this because she's such a beloved figure. True, true, no, true. And, and listen, there's women defending him too. So it's not all black men defending him. There are black women I see defending him. Like, if it's going to help black people, then what's wrong? Where you're so beholden to the Democratic Party, they don't do anything for you. And I'm like, so what has the Republican Party done under Trump for black people? Yeah, so that type of mentality, to me, that's just kind of, um, those people are just upset with the whole two-party system, and they just want to see see it burn some type of way. Like you said, they can't answer that question because we already know what the Republican Party thinks about us, but um, they're not negotiating with you in good faith. So it's like, you're still not going to get anything accomplished. You're just going to get used as a prop. This really should be a cautionary tale if you look at it in this totality, but people aren't doing that. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a cautionary tale, and and I they're like, well, you're infantilizing him by thinking that he doesn't know what he's in and he's getting used, and that's why I'm like, well, look, I'm not infantilizing him because I know this nigga got something from it. I'm not thinking he's just out there from good of his heart. Y'all not, he got some back deal going on. This is why he's doing this, all right? Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. So I'm not infantilizing the man at all because he's very clear of what he's doing because neither him nor Trump give a fuck about black people. But if they can do a symbolic gesture then they'll do it to line their pockets another way. So yeah. I'm very clear on that. And it's conflation of issues of like, oh, Democrat, look, nobody has our backs but us and us is the regular, regular people, okay? Nobody exactly. has our backs except for us. You need to be, a, and half of y'all don't have your own backs because you're busy chasing the tails of these idiots. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things are getting conflated and it's sad because... It's a tool that will work because Trump does come from entertainment. He was hobnobbing with entertainers. And he also sees that he himself, who went into entertainment, was able to use that marketing prowess. Because that's what, you know, entertainment, a lot of times when you make yourself the brand, then now you're helping to drive other streams of business and income. Right. Right. And so Mm -hmm. he was able to do that. Um, you know, that was the push for why he got into office. It wasn't because he was, his qualifications or y'all actually thought he was bucking the system. Y'all know this, you know, Kirstie Alley <laughs> tweeted like, oh, I'm voting for him because he's not a politician. What the fuck have you been doing for the last four years? Well, clearly he's a politician. If you're president, you're, you're a politician. So exactly. he's, he's a politician and being an entertainer does not make you a non-capitalist, you know what I'm saying? And so him leveraging his marketing brand to get the common ignorant ass person to go behind him and put him in the White House is cool. And he's able to broker more deals in his business, of course, because he has a strong brand and marketing goes really far. Completely. I mean, I just hope I'm around in 30, 40 years to read how the history books talk about this, because this is probably the lowest point in, I think, American history as far as um, 
mentality, and like you said, just overall ignorance of the people. You know, we're at a stage now where literally all the knowledge in the world is completely at your fingertips, and yet people know nothing. Yep. And are happy they know nothing. Exactly. And it is, so it is the lowest point in that respect, because before there were issues with access and so many things, right? And you also weren't able to hear the voice or everyone didn't have an opportunity to share their voice because it was just a different era. But between the internet and technology and social media, we have so much opportunity here to to fill our minds with knowledge and so many things. And people are willfully ignorant. Happily. So enough about Ice Cube. Whatever. Okay. And... Kanye it's like yeah do we want to really talk about the mentally ill you you gotta kind of be careful about that (laughs) Uh, his name is on some ballots and people are saying that they're voting for him Uh, power celebrity you know it's one thing he does like you said talking about a master marketer he's marketed everything him being bipolar his musicianship, and there is a segment of fans that have brought him to everything. And I think it went into overdrive once he you know, married a Kardashian. But um, I just can't fathom the mentality you'd have to have to be comfortable with someone like that holding arguably the most powerful position in the world. Especially after what you've seen regarding the incompetence we've gotten the last four years. Listen, we've seen incompetence for the last four years, and there's a bunch of people standing right behind it and super happy. Okay? True. Um, I was, I'm not going to say where I was, but I will say I was in the tri-state area, and I was like maybe a couple weekends ago, and there was a Trump procession, like a rally driving down the street. (laughs) And I was like, yo, what in the fuck is going on? I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, is that? And it was like a good 20, 30 minutes. I'm going to be honest with you. That doesn't surprise me too much. Just looking at, let's just look at Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York. Once you get out of New York City, you know, it's <laughs> depending on where you're at. There's a lot of racism and a lot of conservatism. And then True. in New Jersey, same way. You know, once you get out of the kind of the big urban areas like Newark, Elizabeth, places like that, you know, a lot of those townships are very, very conservative, and I don't even need to talk about Pennsylvania once you get out of Philadelphia. So it really doesn't surprise me too much. It's just, it hasn't been enough to, you know, make those countries flip to red. I mean, make those uh, states flip to red. But it's a strong contingent out there, so it kind of doesn't surprise me with Jersey. It's just... It's just just that they're getting more bold now. Yeah. that's That's their patron saint. Basically. You know, and so you got Kanye, was it, I don't know, last week, I can't, I'm losing track of time. He put a two-page ad in the New York Times or a two-page article, I think, mm-hmm. um, about God knows what. Just talking nonsense about, you know, he believes in America and people need to heal and, um, you know, being a free, he's a visionary and just... <sighs> It's like he's hit all the points. Because remember, you know, his big conversion to Christianity. So conservative Christian, um, Trump supporter. So he hits all the beats that, you know, resonate with the um, (laughs) 
with the, the fringe Republican uh, fan base. Like, he hits all the points. And then, plus, he's going to siphon off some of the um, hip-hop fans who should know better, but, you know, have no cultural awareness about how the culture started. You know, they're just going to go wherever he goes, no matter what he says. Oh, oh shit, I forgot about 50 Cent. I have a list of rappers here. I forgot about him, too. Okay, let me add him. So... <laughs> now, 50, 50 to me, and this is... I've talked to him in person, talked to him on the phone. He is the least surprising one that came out to True. me. True. You know, because you, you look at his career, he's always been about his money. That's it. He's made no apologies about that. True. True. But the problem is... You guys identifying with him. Him saying that he don't want to be 20 cent. Okay. He's a millionaire and the tax bracket is very different. Okay. And when you guys are like, well, it's different to me, but listen, y'all know that Chris rock joke. Like, look, I'm sorry, but someone making, you know, $50,000. Okay. Versus 500. It's very different. Like he can get taxed and his lifestyle is not going to change significantly. It's not right. Because a lot of that money, you just, Humanly can't spend all of it. Like, unless you're just buying, you know, you have a driveway full of 50 cars. Well, you one motherfucker. So how are you driving 50 cars? Like, you can't, right? You're just right. one person. You can't drive 50 cars at one time. So it's very silly. But if you're making $50,000 and you're getting taxed a particular way and you're make, you know, your take home is 30000 or 20000 that's a very different experience. So don't feel like, oh, well... I, I shouldn't be taxed if I'm doing well. Well, you're never going to make $500 million, so shut the fuck up, okay? Why are you even worried about that? <laughs> yeah, like, that's never going to be your reality. And I'm sorry, if you're making $500,000, you're still not making $500 million, So stop filling yourself. That's the problem. The people in the middle also start being like, ooh, I'm making $100,000. I, you know, you're identifying with a 50 cent. Why? Exactly. Why? He, that... made, he made that type of money just on the show and, you know, in his uh, heyday. Yeah. You're, you're busting your ass to make your $100,000, okay? Your $200,000, and you think you're doing something? <laughs> you think you're doing something, and you can relate? And, oh, don't tax me the 1%. Like, the, you're broke, okay? And I, I, I think, okay, I got to say this, and people don't understand that. This is part of the problem. People who are making under $500,000 a year, okay, I'm sorry, and you don't have, you know, I'm just saying, like, you know, that's your, your income that you get. You're broke, and you don't know you're broke. Because you're literally paycheck to paycheck. You're just a, uh, you know, one health disaster away, one little incident away from being a fucking poorhouse. And your little six months emergency, your one year emergency fund, that's not, no, boo-boo. No, boo-boo. You're still broke. I'm sorry. So, yes, I understand that there's a large portion of Americans who I think don't even have, like, $500 in savings. I totally recognize that. But I'm telling you, if you're the one making from a hundred to five hundred thousand dollars, don't put your nose up on those people, okay? Don't look down on those people because you're very close to it too. It's a very different. It's a it's a steep, steep, steep difference when you're getting up into that millionaire bracket, right? So people who feel like, oh, I'm comfortable, you know, we my family makes a couple hundred thousand dollars, you know, you need to make five. I'm telling you, five hundred thousand dollars. You still broke, nigga. I'm telling you, you're still a broke boy. So you can feel cute because you can buy a Chanel bag or whatever you think it is, but you just one medical issue away, one family crisis away from your whole world crumbling. And they're not. And the funny thing is people in that bracket should to me know better because I know a lot of people in that realm. A lot of them have outrageous student debt and are working 24-7 doing overtime just to maintain that lifestyle. 
So you should already know, like you just said, something were to happen, you get sick, you can't work, you have to go on disability because you were in a bad car accident, somebody dies unexpectedly or doesn't have life insurance. You said all that savings and everything is wiped away almost immediately. Yes. You were like, broke why boy. Do people not realize that you're doing your budget every month. How do you not realize how perilously close you are to financial ruin? Thank you. I say this all the time. I was like, nigga, I'm broke. I tell people this all the time. <laughs> Me and my sisters we joke all the time, like, nigga, we broke. And they're like, oh, people, yeah, you know, they're different levels to it and you know are we destitute no but look once bad thing happens yeah bitch we'll be destitute straight up and i'm not trying to front on that because as a person who's had to who has to and continues to have to lean in and help other family members stuff like that i was like yo especially in the black community the other thing that is like ice cube and them feel like oh they probably have to help their family out and buy you know shit regular Folks do that too, okay? Regular exactly. black folks, we're middle class black, have to do that too, right? Because we just have a community that is just starting to be able to be upwardly mobile. We have to do it too. And the ramifications are much greater. And the wealth generation is going to take several generations for us to catch up if we ever do. So you, anyone who is identifying with your favorite rapper, because they make your head bop, Okay. <laughs> Listen, his pockets and your pockets have nothing to do with each other. His reality and your reality, her reality and your reality have nothing to do with each other. So don't go so don't get so caught up in this marketing brainwash where you're identifying with these people financing their lives while they're kicking you in the back. Beyonce is not your friend. She don't know you. All the facts. And the, go- and the golden rule is if you gotta go to work every day, you're broke. Thank you. That's you're just super simple. You're broke, and y'all don't know you're broke, and this is some weird pride that y'all don't know you broke. This is the crazy part. People, y'all don't know you broke for some reason. <laughs> that American exceptionalism. I mean, we can see it with the Republicans. You know, their main base right now which is poor, um, non-college educated people. They should be the last ones siding with the Republican elite, but they've convinced them to vote against their interests for various reasons. Racial you know, fear of um, non-white people, a whole bunch of reasons. But they vote against their interests damn near every single election. And this one is no different. Basically, it's silly. And we have this whole thing where you get a, the American dream, you get a house, you get a car. And so y'all feel like, ooh, I made it. But you're working like a dog. You can't take any vacation. Your house poor. You have student loan debt. It's, you know... It's not, that's not making it. That's just the bare minimum. And listen, I'm not saying that the poverty, I know the poverty looks different in developing countries. I know that. So I, I you guys might say it's first world problems, but in a, the context of this system, you're broke and you're poor, right? And let me tell you, in those same developing countries, the they're not having these overwhelming uh, student loan debt and all this, you know, riddle with debt where, like, what is your existence really about? Exactly. Right. And again, you could have that money saved, but, uh, you know, one incident, two incidents that are unexpected, your whole world cracks. That's not typically how it is in a lot of the countries. It's not just the way our system is set up. Like we you are just to get your house and, and debt is not just credit card. and It's not just student loans. It's your car loan. It's your house, your mortgage. Everyone, the American dreams to get a house. But yeah, that's a big ass debt over your head. Yeah, the monthly one. And you think people will realize that now. With so many jobs that just evaporated with the pandemic, you know, people can't pay their mortgage. 
and are basically getting it deferred for right now and then hoping at some point their jobs come back, a lot of these jobs aren't coming back. Right. Or if you do find a job, it's going to be with a reduced income. So how are you going to pay that bill? Right. You could spend 10, 15, let's say you got 30-year mortgage. You can pay, pay on that mortgage for 28 years, have some issues come up where you can't pay it, and depending on what state you're in, they can foreclose on it within three months. Mm-hmm. All that equity gone. Yep. So it's like people are not really realistic. People live in this fantasy world. It's like, oh, I made it. I make $50,000. I have a house, a roof of my head, and a car, so I'm good. I made 100 I made 500 No, you're, no. all of this where you got to work, okay? You got to work every day. You're broke. That check needs to come in. You're broke, right? These rich people don't even know what the money. They're not even looking at that shit. They don't know, right? Because they're just living. And somebody mm-hmm. else is handling it. And telling them about it. <laughs> it's it's silly, right? So, 50 we know is a troll. Um, if you're stupid enough to follow him, which a lot of y'all are stupid enough. And you bring up a good point about that. Um, a lot of us think that we curate you know, our timelines, our social media timelines. Really, the social media is curating us. And mm-hmm. it's like, it slowly kind of erodes your thinking. You know, you're thinking you're picking these people. Oh, these are my interests. But then all you got to do is click on one dumbass video and then your algorithm is messed up and you're going to keep getting fed that stuff gradually for months and months and months. Mm-hmm. And it's making all of us more ignorant. It already has. Mm-hmm. I think if anybody, a good example for anybody who hasn't watched um, The Social Dilemma that's on Netflix, yeah, please go watch that. It really kind of breaks down how social media has really just made all of us more stupid mm-hmm. in every capacity. I agree, right? And then so we had Lil Wayne taking a picture with Trump or posting a picture with Trump talking about he had a great meeting and, you know, he's done whatever for criminal reform and the platinum plan, again, dog whistle platinum plan, okay? Um, About giving the community real ownership. And anyway, everyone dragged him with the receipts about, you know, him saying Lil Wayne in 2016 saying that Black Lives Matter has nothing to do with him. So Wayne has been a coon for about 15 years minimum. Um, And it's funny that people are kind of who weren't aware of that. You mentioned the one in 2016, but you can even go back to, I want to say 2012 or 2013. There's a song called Karate Chop by um, Future. And Wayne is on it, and he has a line where he says, I beat the pussy up like Emmett Till. Jesus. Right. His mind has been fried from the drugs for a long time now, but he's always been ignorant. He's always been happy in his ignorance. Anyone who takes him seriously on any level has lost their mind. But he is a perfect example of how a lot of these rappers think. Because I want people to also realize the handful of rappers that we have that have came out and let us know where they stand on Trump. The overwhelming majority of rappers out there, as far as political messages, have been quiet. Why do you think that is? Mm-hmm. Because if not the majority, a good amount of them feel the same way. They just know and are smart enough to keep their mouth shut. Exactly. Exactly. They're going to protect their pockets. They know for the brand, right? Because it's all branding. They need to appear a certain way so they can gain your brand affection on social media so you'll like them and buy their products, right? And buy them as a product. However, for their actual finances and their personal lives, they will be voting red 
Okay, that's what they're going to do because mm-hmm. they don't want to pay high taxes. And this comes back to the $750 that Trump paid. Like, because I need y'all to understand that you're like, you're, you're thinking this is all apples to apples and, oh, well, what they're doing to me is like, them is going to hurt that. Nah, 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 but you, we're not in the same world. Because I'm trying to figure out how in the hell I've never paid seven hundred dollars in my entire existence from like being in right. high school working. I'm sure I pay more than seven hundred thousand taxes working a part time job mm-hmm. twenty years ago. So what are we talking about now? That's criminal, but it's not criminal when you're rich. Thank you. And, 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 and people have been like, you don't know the tax code. This helps create jobs. I'm like, you guys will do mental gymnastics <laughs> to suck the dicks of celebrities all day. Like you, you don't, you will do anything bent over backwards to try to make up fake equations for shit that don't make no logic and no sense because you are, you're so digmatized by celebrity culture, including the president. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it's like, I don't see any end in sight because when you look at sites like, um, the shade room and boss of, you just see no critical thinking. You know, if you were just looking at those as entertainment pieces and you can separate the two, fine. But from what I'm seeing, most people can't. They really can't. I agree. I agree, right? So it's like, how are none of you feeling insulted by the fact that, you know, these politicians are parading fucking rappers in your face as your policymakers? That doesn't offend you on any level? Coming right back to the beginning of this whole thing where I said, how is it that the quote-unquote leaders of Black America are entertainers? Right. And I think even just talking, you know, as a Black man, we should even be even more offended because now what's happening, it's not a lot of people, but it's kind of like you've kind of seen some of these um, segments that people are doing. It's like, wow, why are all, you know, Black men... um, going over to Trump's side, when really it's not the case when you look at the figures, but the reason why people are just starting to think that is because they're seeing these rappers over and over, and people are equating rappers with black men, because those are the only ones that they see constantly in their face on TV and on social media 24-7. So, of course, you're gonna people are going to subconsciously start thinking that. Exactly. Which is part of the plan, where Trump understands how far marketing goes. So if I yeah. put these images of black men in the forefront supporting me, then people start thinking it, and then here we go. I'm on my way. Because those numbers, I imagine, are going to go up. And I hate to say it, you know, on Tuesday, but these numbers probably will go up. Yeah, I think right now, see, the last one I saw is like, they say that, for the most part, Republican presidential candidates get around about 10% of the black vote. Mm-hmm. And I think last election it went up to I don't want to say thirteen or fourteen percent. The only caveat with that is that um it was a lower pool because apparently I think Trump got the lowest amount of black votes in like forty years. Right. So it was a smaller pool but a bigger percentage. Right. So once we get to Tuesday, I kinda don't know what to think, but I kinda do expect it to be bigger. Just just from what we're seeing, you know, just the way people have been talking, I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, I expect it because I think people really think that they can model their lives after these rappers. And I say this is years ago, like when I was a baby, I dated this guy. And I remember he was talking about like, you know, Diddy, he wants to be like Diddy and, you know, the plan. And I was like, and I was young, I was like, why would you want to be like him? I was like, he's 
clearly an opportunist at best. And it was like, no, you, you have to do like this. And people look, you know, when they look for examples of black success, they look into entertainment. And this is something that I have struggled with and has, has bothered me. I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it's something that if there's something about the black community that hurts me the most, this is, this is up there because right. this is the detriment of our community. We need to see black lawyers, doctors, engineers, CEOs of Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies. That's what we need to see things that are attainable, um, that do put you in, you know, to have multi- upward social mobility, but not something that is just luck of the draw, right? It's not the luck of the draw to become a doctor or an engineer. It's just not. That is putting the work in. I I want to see a black wolf of Wall Street. I'm talking shit about Wall Street, but I want to see it, okay? Right. I want to see it. That's not the luck of the draw, someone taking a chance on you and, you know, you hope that it pops off. That's just putting in the work. Exactly. You just reminded me of something. Uh, I think you mentioned Chris Rock earlier. He had this, um, was it a joke or is a statement that he made somewhere? He said that one of his neighbors was like, uh, I think Jay-Z was one of his neighbors, right? And his another neighbor was like a white dentist or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And he said that really opened his eyes. He's like, because... For him to have a black neighbor, he had to be one of the greatest rappers of all time. Mm-hmm. For him to have a white neighbor in that same task park, he just had to be a really accomplished dentist. Yes. And that, kind of, <laughs> and that shows you the disparity that we need to change. Yeah, y'all don't know that. And, and look, some of it is lack of proximity, not knowing that. But it's true. Y'all don't know dentists be caking off because them little dental insurance don't pay nothing. So the rest of it is out of pocket. And they make, out of pocket. And, and so they're making, and it's unlike, you know, regular doctors. So they're fighting with the insurance and they have to take it in, you know, in it. They're like, okay, well, the maximum was what? $2,000 and I'm charging you 14. So you want a payment plan? Cause I'm sure your teeth hurt. Okay. Look, mm-hmm. it's, it's true. <laughs> like, it's true. We look, I'm not saying it's easy to be a dentist or a doctor or a lawyer, but it's, it's attainable. Okay. Right. And it is something that is a skill set that will serve you and will create generational wealth for you and your family. And it's not, it's not based on uh, a hope in a dream. It's, it's based on you being diligent and putting in the work. You don't have to go to Harvard to be a very wealthy dentist or a very wealthy doctor. You don't. Right. Okay? Plastic surgery, look, is very popular. It's very lucrative. So there are a lot of things that you can do. And I know a lot of people have been, I don't remember what, uh, there's some things I follow. And I begin entire social media. I'm kind of not really engaging so much with Instagram and especially these fake ass woke pages. I remember someone had written something about like, well, what should black people get into? And I commented like, you know, well, people should be focused more on STEM, right? We need to really work on science, technology, engineering, and math. You know, that's mm-hmm. the wave of the future. That's it's now, it's not the future. It's where you need to be. That's where the jobs are. Manufacturing, all that stuff. That's, that's not it. And people are like, well, what, what if you're not inclined? You know, we need to have trades. And I'm like, okay, yes. Yes, trades are good. I'm not going to knock you. Yes, trades are good. And um, look, we all need a plumber. We all need an electrician. That's true. So I'm not knocking that, right? Um, But I I also think people fall back on trades because 
they aren't applying themselves in these other areas that will be more lucrative. So yeah, you can be a good tradesman and you can have a construction company and also and, and listen, I'm not knocking that. But you can cake off as a dentist. It's true. You can cake off as a developer, a software developer, right? Mm-hmm. Start you guys love a lot of people waste eons of time, you know, cre- you know, playing video games. Learn how to code so you can make the damn video games. Just I think what you said about not being inclined, I think a lot of that too is just being intimidated because they're just not aware and they're not used to that those fields. So they think that they're not going to be able to succeed in because they haven't been exposed to them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's intimidation. I do. I agree. Fear, like what if I'm not good enough? Things like that. Don't don't let fear drive you, because you have the aptitude. Listen, I've lived and worked and breathed and everything around tons of black, white, Asian, Latinos. Ain't nobody smarter than black people. Straight up, I'm telling you. <laughs> Ain't nobody smarter than black people. That's that's not the case. Don't be intimidated. Like you're letting them get into your mind. That's that's all of this is the people get into your mind and no. And look, there's systemic issues. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm not saying I'm not trying to say, oh, it's bootstraps. I'm I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there are opportunities and that are in your reach. Again, hang your hat within your reach that can get you to a very good place. Okay, as a you know, instead of instead of pursuing like a half ass, half baked dream of being a rapper, blah blah blah, and then you end up being forty five as a cashier, and I'm not knocking that. But I'm saying some of the choices you could put that energy into something else and end up in a lot more lucrative and stable place. Totally. You know, and to Ismail's point, yeah, Chris Rock and all of them, they're not living next to white rappers and singers. Okay? That's not who they're living next to. They're living next to business people. Doctors, things like that, you know, professionals. That's who they're living next to. Yes, there's some, you know, trust fund babies in there. I get that, right? People who ain't do shit and they just got the money. I get that. But they're also living next to people who are professionals who've gotten very far. And you can do that as black people in this moment in time. But if you are just looking at the blueprint of success as entertainers, then we're led astray. We're, you're going to the wrong place. You're going to continue to be led astray. We're going to continue to not ha- not advance. And, you know, entertainers pretending to have a plan for black people is an oxymoron in itself. So, no. Totally. <laughs> uh, thank God we only have a few more days left. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wish I could put a positive spin on this. I, I think the pot of, positive spin is staying in school, kids. You know, say stop listening to entertainers, please. Yeah, for advice, you know, about how to vote and things like that. Like, no, get involved in things locally in your local town. Go to the local website. You can zoom into the town meeting. Understand how you can get involved there. Um, learn more about other trades. Like I said, you love video games or whatever. Then. Learn how to code. You don't have to go to school. You can Google some of the stuff, YouTube it, start doing little things where you start playing. Learn how to uh, code APIs. Man, okay? Learn Just learn some other shit right now because there's so much going on. Learn about Bitcoin. Learn about finance. Learn about the stock market, right? And, you know, just don't follow all these woke pages like, oh, the key is real estate. Every Everybody can't be a real estate mogul. 
No. And what everybody should have learned was, has it been 10, 12 years? The last housing crisis? Mm -hmm. That should have been everybody's wake-up call of how unstable the real estate market can be. Like, oh, I, I read this book. literally lose everything. It's, it's the key is real estate. And that's how, you know, land. There's, there's so much. Okay. There's no one key, friends. Figure out what you have the aptitude for, what you have interest in, and what you can develop skills in to further advance and make money. It, it, it can't be that you're going to be in the NFL or the NBA or a rapper or a model or, a, you know, in fashion, create a, you know, a new clothing line. Lord Jesus. You know, there's not even 500 playing positions in the NBA. Okay. So think about that and think about the millions of uh, eligible players and just people in general that are living in this country. So just keep that in mind. Be smart. Yeah, like, oh, I want to... matter of fact, you know, we were talking about celebrities so much, so I guess let's talk about somebody that at least has some sense. You know, LeBron, he didn't start a basketball academy. He started a, a school for kids. Right. So, you know, because he already knows we got enough basketball players. We got enough athletes. Like, come on. I mean, seriously, right? You know, some of y'all need... We need therapists in the black community, right? There's a lot of mental health issues. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times black people... It is easier to speak to someone who has a similar background to you or who can understand some of the nuances of the challenges you may be having. May be having. We need therapists. And again, a lot of them not taking insurance either. So they cake it off too. <laughs> so true. You, there are a lot of things that we can do. And there are leaders around. And I think it's unfortunate there just isn't that proximity and touch point for people to be aware. And and listen, it's natural. These people with professions, they can't be jumping out on social media trying to like tap dance for y'all. They can't because they work in their regular life. And that's true. So yeah. unfortunately the louder the loudest voice in the room is being heard, but the loudest voice is the stupidest voice. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing on social media. So if I were to just encourage anything you know, I believe in teaching a man to fish as opposed to giving him a fish. If we're going to talk about all of these platinum plans and whatever bullshit things that they're doing. <laughs> and yeah. so to teach a man to fish, I am what we're doing here is giving you some ideas of who leaders are, what that can look like, what to do. And, you know, I want to say this, not even if you're say you're no longer like a teenager maybe in your 20s and you feel like, well, damn, I'm already down my path. So, <laughs> you know, and they didn't take that path. And so they feel like, well, what can I do? Right. You know, I'm, I'm not young and I can't, you know, I have bills to feed and kids and I, you know, I have kids to feed and bills to pay. You know, my time is gone. You know, my time for that has passed. I don't think so. I think it'll be more taxing and harder because you have more responsibilities and obligations the older you are. But it's never too late to change. It really isn't. And it's never too late to start over. You just have to be strategic about how you start over, what that looks like. Mm -hmm. I remember um, my mom telling me my dad has a friend who went to medical school at 50. I was just going to mention, I know a lot of people from their 30s, even into their mid-50s, 
that has made successful um, career changes. You know, of course, it is a little bit more difficult the older you get, but it's not impossible. And I think one thing people need to keep in mind, no matter how far you've gone in a particular field that you're looking to change from, you have learned transferable skills in your old position that you're looking to move on from. Mm-hmm. That will be fruitful in whatever new role you have to take. You just have to recognize them and trust in those skills that you've learned. You know, it's not like you're starting from a clean slate and you don't know anything. You you have acquired skills that you can use in your new career. Just keep that in mind. Exactly. So I just want people to think about self-improvement and what that looks like in being a leader yourself. Don't look at these ignorant ass niggas for leadership. (laughs) All right. Be a leader yourself because you are capable of having the right judgment and foresight and, you know, to really make a difference and make sound decisions and not be influenced by people who are completely out of touch with the day-to-day reality of the situation you're in and your family. Right. I think a big part of this is like you said, proximity, you know, me having worked in um, entertainment for some years, you know, as a hip hop writer, if you've been in the room, you know, dressing rooms and things with these people, you would have a lot more awareness of why you should not be trying to emulate a lot of these people. And you would understand, you know, a lot of people, they just only see what's on TV. If you got a chance to see the real person behind the persona, you would be disgusted on the fact that you've been trying to emulate this person for however long you've been trying to. Yeah. They're not worth it. Trust me. Yeah, they're not. You're not. And I'm not. Part, we got to also realize one little thing and then we can wrap it up. Going into entertainment, going to a lot of these things, it's it's not always about just a love for the craft, right? I love music. I, not. There's a, because you can, I'm sure you guys know tons of people who sing great and can play piano, play whatever that you know in their regular lives, right? Who are not necessarily aspiring to be this superstar. A lot of that has to do with seeking and craving validation from others um, above anything else. There's a bit of an egotistical piece that comes with even wanting that, right? Because you can technically sing and rap as a goddamn hobby and be about your business. But the need, the desire to be in the forefront. Like, I need this attention. Admire me. Worship me. Look at me. Okay? That that comes with it, too. And a lot of that, which you already had the inclination for it because you've been pursuing this thing against all odds, is going to be exacerbated if and when you actually do make it. So there's a certain level of narcissism and being egotistical that also naturally pushes people to want to aspire to do the to be where they are in entertainment and so that inclination and that behavior is again something that's not a desirable leadership quality that you should not be following i'm not saying everybody's like that but i'm just saying you guys also have to understand like that is part of it because there are plenty of people who sing better and dance better and do better than the people who are at the top of the game right now but it doesn't mean that they were actually aspiring to be in the forefront like that. You know, there are a lot of different reasons. Like some people didn't make it, right? But some also didn't 
want that attention, didn't crave and seek and need that validation and attention like others do, who will do it at any cost. Right. And just to add on to that, the um, the most enjoyable artists I've been around are ones that had jobs outside of the um, industry. Like that wasn't their full-time gig. Mm. They made any money in other avenues. Yeah. Like the full-time artists, those are the ones that know me the most flawed and have the most issues going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And some of them, that's some of the reasons why some of them are so brilliant in their music and it makes them terrible people on the other hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, to me, it's it's natural because I have to say you, I, I've thought about this in a lot of different ways. I'm like, mm, like, um, I was randomly, if you guys were following me on Twitter, I was between the last couple of days I've been catching up with this Korean drama um, and I didn't sleep, but I had to watch it because my sister put me on it. And then I was caught up in it watching hours and hours of this Korean drama called the inheritors, by the way, terribly uh-huh. over the top, like a telenovela, awful, like awful, dramatic, overly dramatic, but you know, clearly addicting, fun. clearly yeah. addicting. But at, at, there's one point where I don't want to get into the whole story. You guys can watch it. But there's one point where, um, someone questions the protagonist because there's a lot of conversation about, you know, wearing the crown and the burdens you bear from wearing a crown. Like that's a theme of the whole thing. And the question was, well, well, what crown are you trying to bear? Was it wealth? Was it fame? Or was it love? And I thought that was like very poignant to me because I think people need to be really clear a lot of these people, it's fame at the end of the day and wealth, but it's fame. They want the attention, but that doesn't make you a leader because someone is who seeks fame and attention doesn't mean that they need to lead you. That's their own personal thing. That's their own personal flaw, their own personal hang up that they're seeking fame. And then you now are following it blindly like a fucking sheep. And like, yo, they're not in it because they care about you. They're just in it because they want that fame and attention, right? Um, and, and that is what comes often with the territory. That's what the cross they're bearing there. And so you need to be as a person who's not in that, especially people who don't even have any aspiration to be in that, like you're a regular person. Why are you looking up to <laughs> that? Like, don't, you're a regular person. You don't have aspirations to do that. Because I think all the time, I'm like... But I got to tell you straight up, being famous looks like the worst thing could ever happen. I would never want to be famous. I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't do it. You know, people are like, oh, do you want the podcast to blow up? I said, actually, no, I don't. You know, I don't. You know, seriously. My cousin's like, oh, don't you want to come out of, you know, be in the forefront? There are a lot of people in the background, you know, when they actually, you know, reveal themselves. That's when they do. I said, well, first of all, this is very thinly veiled, unfortunately. But um, no, I don't want it to blow up. I don't want any. No, I don't want that shit. I don't want any attention. This is just an outlet, just a conversational thing. But no, because I don't seek that. And that like craving for attention is a really awful attribute to have in a leader, which is what we have in 45. Okay. And that is an awful attribute because this is someone who's only self-interested. Right. And they'll say anything for you to keep their eyes on them, but they don't have no intention of doing anything for you. So. God help us if we get another four years of that. You know, you, you, you gotta, you can't want a fame whore as your leader. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that you, you, if you aspire, if you think that, Ooh, cause they have this money in their pockets and I want to do that. Well, I need to follow what they did. Mm, 
That's not how it works. It's just not how it works. Because capitalism is not about bringing people along with you on the journey. It's not. It's about exploitation. Absolutely. That's the bottom line. (laughs) So, baby, y'all don't even know how capitalism works. That's half the problem. And you're like, oh, it's government. We're living in a capitalist society, friends. <laughs> and yes, know. and even though it's it's bureaucratic and all that stuff, it's still within under the guise of capitalism. And we have a capitalist as the president. Another bastard, crooked one. Yeah. <laughs> and so don't listen to your little favorite rapper who found themselves, you know, hungry for fame and becoming capitalists themselves. Saying that, oh, we have a plan for black people. It's platinum. Yeah. Like the records they're trying to sell. Hello. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's it. I don't, yeah, my positivity I have here is seek different role models. Please. Seek different role models. If you don't know, um, start with the Googles. Start with the Googles, whatever. You got to seek different road mob models. Because it's not this. It's it's not entertainers. It's not athletes. Those should not be your road models. You know who's actually sad? I hate this. I'm ending in this, but whatever. You know who's sad? Who probably should have been a road model, and a role model, which is, again, back to that whole, what crown are you trying to bear? Ben Carson. Mm. Actually if you read my criteria I've outlined, would have been a role model until he started getting into politics. Yeah, surgeon. Um, very smart. And Brain surgeon, neurosurgeon, friends. Not some old, you know, not, you know, botched fixing titties. Not that I'm saying anything's wrong with that. But I'm saying, <laughs> not that I'm saying anything's wrong with that. Like All I right. said, plastic surgery is very lucrative. But if we're going to talk about hierarchy and what people are like, there's a little expression, you know, it's not brain surgery. Brain surgery is very challenging and very difficult. Okay? Like the pinnacle of difficulty and, you know, colloquially is what we think of in terms of doctors. So extremely talented neurosurgeon. Um, and my mother's had brain surgery under one of his, you know, so he was a mentor to her, her brain surgeon. So listen, I'm thankful for the man. Okay. okay? Yes. A little tidbit, you guys, my mother's had brain surgery and her, her brain surgeon was mentored by him. And I was like, Oh, well, listen, I said, I don't like his politics, but he got them gifted hands. So yes, I approve. Okay. So all of that to say, what are you chasing? Because to me, the prestige of being a brain surgeon at Johns Hopkins and being at the top of your game should be a fucking enough. I'm sorry. Okay. And I guess if you wanted to go into politics, I guess fine surgeon general, but why did you think you should be the president, sir? And then when you didn't get it, now the man gave you a housing job and you had the audacity to take it. This is where I say, what what are they chasing, right? Because he was obviously ch- chasing excellence and in his profession at one point, but that lure of fame or that lure of visibility and power, whatever, took over, which is how he got into politics. Because that man ain't got no business being over there. True. So if you guys look at 
Ben Carson pre-2015, he could have been a leader. <laughs> Gotta have a point. It's funny. You can say that about a lot of them. Colin Powell, Condoleezza Rice. True. You take their politics away. You know, they had some pretty good, you know, strong paths. It's just like, where did they go wrong? That's what yeah. you got to figure out. Yeah, that's a so that's a different story, you guys. And listen, all of them are millionaires, okay? And they didn't do it by rapping mm-hmm. <laughs> or playing a sport. Yeah, that's true. That's weird. Okay, sorry. I just but I just think technically Ben Carson is someone who's that very admirable up until the point came into politics <laughs> and then it all went downhill. Okay, so forget that part. Mm-hmm. But if you look at what he did before it came from, I read his autobiography. I'm pretty sure I have it on my Kindle, and interesting story I felt um, he wasn't even always a good student you guys should also read about that he wasn't always a good student and mm. then he transformed to be being a good student and um, being at the top of the class and he you know I feel like he skipped over a little things I think he made things look sound a little bit easier I was like sir but um, <laughs> but it's still an admirable story right as someone who didn't come from something figured out that they were they could apply themselves and then look what he's able to do and just be really excellent as a neurosurgeon. Right. Like that is someone to look up. And so even when there are black conservatives who I often think are cooning, okay, I'm sorry, I do, but I can separate (laughs) some of those things. I will give him everything before 2015. Yes. I'll give him everything else. Condoleezza Rice does have a great career but, uh, you know, I can't agree with her politics. And same thing with Colin Powell. So yeah. there are leadership. Pol- and, okay, I could say this. And we can close I think they probably fall into the like, oh, well, I did work myself in, and I did these things. So now where are you and your bootstraps? You know, the problem people do is when they get successful, this trap of success is that they start to now look down on other people, which is silly. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there are just so many circumstances why people turn out the way they do and what they don't and will and different things right so I don't agree with their politics right but at the same token do I think you know outside of politics that they demonstrated what I'm saying in terms of leaders that people should look at other paths to success absolutely definitely so I don't know. So we showed we showed the conservatives a little love. That's some progress. We did. See, y'all like <laughs> I you liberals always doing that. No, no, that's not true. Look, I, I'll give them their props for what they did career wise. Absolutely, you know, against all odds, all three of them, all three of them. Mm-hmm. And then you know they got to a certain point, and I think maybe when you're one of the few black people, not I think, okay, I'm going to say I know this because I see it all the time, okay? When you're yeah. one of the few black people and you get to a certain position, it can be lonely, but some people also to use it for the advantage, like the token the token thing. People also like being the token sometimes, like, oh. But it can also warp you a little bit because then they start to look down, see, why can't black people be like me? I did it. But there are a lot of different reasons why. And then they start to go to the dark side. Okay. So I think it's to be a happy medium, right? Because I also don't like when, you know, the liberal route is like, well, everyone is, you know, in, in infantilizing, you know, the black struggle sometimes I feel. And being like, oh, they don't they don't know what they do. And let me just throw this here here little shiny Negro just Dude, you know, thank you so much for being a good little Negro, and I'm going to save you. Like, 
we don't actually need saving. You know what I mean? I, I really don't feel that either. Where I feel like liberals and quote unquote allies, that's the lens through which they look at the black community. Social um, complex. Either that or they look at you as the, um, I think they do this a lot with black women. They look at them as like the super magical Negro. Yeah. I see that a lot. Yeah. You're a magical mammy, essentially. Um, or save the children, feed the children. And so I think it's less about saving, you know what I mean? And a lot of people can fall into that, but it's not a handout. Like black people, no one's asking for a handout. It's just asking for an equal and level playing field and to correct the societal and systemic norms that make that pervasive. Mm-hmm. Which still go on, despite yeah. what some people think. Yeah. So that's the key, which is why Trump's plan, Ice Cube plans, the, y'all don't understand the nuances of the black community <laughs> enough to even understand that. Right? Because throwing money at stuff is, is not going to actually fix the systemic issues either. Right? It, it's very nuanced how this comes, and it's not actually. Black people don't need to be fixed, actually. It's the system mm. that needs to be fixed. And I think everyone gets that confused. Very good point. Matter of fact, it just reminded me of something as far as this black agenda. There was one that actually came out over the summer. I think the name of the group is Black Futures Lab, and it's a collection of academics, activists, policymakers, and they cover like um, economics, political, uh, legal ramifications, all that. Um, yeah, Black Futures Lab, and it's the Black Agenda 2020. I think it's like 20, 20, 30 pages, but it's a PDF, so you can find it pretty easily. So that's like a legit one to look at that's been curated by the people that need to curate it. Perfect. I'm going to check that out. You guys should check that out. Um, yeah, it's, you know, a lot of this is, well, some of it's poor intentioned, okay, because it's sort of rappers in, in 45, but then also some of it is just misinformed. Like, black people don't need to be fixed. We're not broken. The systems around us need to be fixed, all right? And I think that is what people don't realize on both sides. Mm-hmm. And until we realize that, that's part of the problem. So, don't fall for the okie doke, baby. That's all I gotta say. Stop falling for the okie doke. Please vote next week. That's all, that's all we can say. Vote, 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 and uh, keep hope alive. That's it. All right. Well, look, this has been. Gab with Gwen is some episode number that I'll give it a number and <laughs> I will try to get this out uh, before election day, if not on election day. Thank you, Ismail, for joining me. Always. It's a pleasure. And I hope this message and this podcast episode resonated with folks. Please, you know, like, share, subscribe, follow at Gab with Gwen on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Ismail, I want to plug your social. Oh, so Instagram, uh, Beats Boxing Mayhem, all one word. You can find me on there. That's the best place to go because I'll have my website link and all the other information for Twitter and everything. Cool. Okay. Well, everyone stay safe. Um, stay positive. Until next time. Peace. Peace.